turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Hello. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. Anything you want to talk about today? It's one of those greatest days ever. Apple's going to unveil a new product. Your life is getting ready to change. There's one more. There's one more thing that we have to show you behind the curtain. Those days are kind of over, right? Where we used to get kind of excited about um, product launches. Now, maybe they can surprise us. I hear the new uh, watch will have an ECG. uh, So it'll be able to uh, monitor your heart better. That's kind of cool. As a guy who's getting older, uh, I don't like going to the doctor. And if I can wear a watch that tells me, hey, you need to go to the doctor because your heart's uh, spiking. I like that idea. Um, So that's out there. We have a market that continues to work higher. We still have relatively low interest rates, but they're moving higher. We still have relatively tame inflation, but it's moving higher. Those are bad signs. Trade worries fade. One day, trade worries gain the next. Um, and that's a bit of a problem. A little bit of a problem. Um, video games, always in the news this time of year, because it's back to school and kids like to play video games, right? I throw that out there in large part because I think it's kind of interesting that video games are an investment. And my dad would, it would kill him right now if he were still alive. Uh, he would get up out of the grave, become a zombie, and then, then die again because it, it would kill him. Video games are for dummies in his universe. And now they're, they're big money. So be open to change. Uh, I know that sounds like an incredibly odd thing, but be open to change. Uh, and if not, I think Wall Street's not your place. What we have out there today, um, the stock market has exhibited a bullish bias. And every time in the last, I want to say three or four years, every time the market would pull back 5% or 6%, boom, it just goes straight back up. And now it's in that let's go up phase. Unfortunately, it's some familiar leadership uh, like Apple and Amazon, a lot of big tech names. You'd like to see a healthy market for all. And again, let me throw that out there for you. You kind of want to see Russia do well. You kind of want to see Japan do well. You kind of want to see the island of Guam do well. Maybe not as good as a you, but you, you kind of want to spread some wealth out there. Because in the end, we are, the world is flat. And we all, it is all interconnected. Um, the energy sector is up. Higher oil prices. Maybe that's in large part due to Hurricane Florence. It's not because of demand spiking all of a sudden. It's not because of supplies being cut. But there is some sanctions in Iran. 
excuse me, not Iran, Iran. Um, there are some sanctions, and that's pushing oil up, and that's a little inflationary. Again, um, before you go on a big road trip, or let's say you fill up your SUV and it's 100 bucks, and then next time you fill it up, gas prices have dropped and it's 80 What do you do with that extra 20 bucks? You spend it, and it goes into the economy. So Apple's going to be a focal point today, starting around 10 a.m. Pacific time, and product releases. Essentially, pricing will be what we take out of this. One analyst said something really smart yesterday, and for the record, I own shares of Apple. My company owns shares of Apple. I should throw that up there on occasion, as I do. Um, Margins might be the story this year, and... That could drive the stock to 250 to 270 so says analysts. Margins. I know you're saying, wait, wait, wait. Are you talking about a new product that they have? No, no, no. <laughs> margins. Are you talking about a new service that they're going to offer called margins, and you, you make money on the margin or something? No, no, that's not it either. It's, it's the price of components are falling. And when you sell something like a billion phones, if you reduce the price of memory 10 cents on each phone... Well, you just made a lot more money. So the margin could be the story. Now, that's not a fun and sexy story, but it's out there. A lot of watching and waiting right now, which is apropos. Man, um, did you hear how President Trump said the word anonymous? How I? A mom and my. A mom and my. Does he have dentures? Like, what's going on there? Yeah, Oh, Mike, go get the anonymous one. Just Google YouTube uh, anonymous. <laughs> See, now I want to call the word anonymous all the time. Hey, I got an anonymous email from someone. Let's read that right now. Getting old and getting dentures. Oh. oh, my mom has dentures, and getting old is not fun. Take care of your teeth, ladies and gentlemen. Today, floss twice, brush twice. Try it. Try it. You might like it. Then again, maybe not. So, take a look at some of the top stories out there today. Apple accidentally leaked the names of the three new iPhones. I don't care about that deal. There you go. Anonymous. One more. Anonymous. Anonymous. <laughs> what, what is that? And that's the anonymous tipster inside the White House, but it's, it comes out as a anonymous. Anonymous. <laughs> I like the way you say that, Mr. Trump. I don't know why. So we know the new phone names, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I can't get excited about that. Attorney General Jeff Sessions is open to investigating social media companies for anti-competitive behavior and issues of freedom of speech. Whoa. I live on the peninsula where these social media companies are, are and where the jobs are and where the houses are. And that scares me a bit. As a guy who's seen his real estate go up, and I'm not prepared to buy more because I don't see a catalyst in the area that I live, except for, well, people keep moving here. But if the attorney general does say, let's break up Facebook, let's split Instagram away from the, the website, and then you start seeing things like, well, the Facebook website's down 7% in time on the app, people would go, well, that's not good. And you might see people lose jobs. If the stock doesn't hold up, Google appeared before the European Union's highest court today 
uh, not today, today's Wednesday, yesterday, to argue against the global application of Europe's right to be forgotten. Uh, again, to me, that's not the story. I did something horrible when I was 18. I didn't kill anyone. But let's say I did. I killed someone when I was 18 years old. Would I want that on the internet? No. So I kind of get the idea of wanting to wipe the history, but from a stock perspective, and this thing, this show is all about stock perspective, you don't want the EU looking into you. You don't want Jeff Sessions looking into you. Um, Tesla's share price dropped yesterday, getting a big old downgrade. What's interesting is some analysts are sitting there and say, you can't invest in it. It's just, uh, Musk is too random. Kind of crazy when you become... You know, profit. When your genius turns into you know, being a profit, you take yourself kind of serious. Amazon joined the Washington, D.C. Chamber of Commerce. Real estate prices in D.C. could go up on that news if they set up their second headquarter there. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show. There's a big seminar coming up Thursday, September 20th in Los Gatos at Twilight Hotel. Go to robblackshow.com for more information. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. I feel like the theme of today's show might be when governments get involved, watch out. Jeff Sessions is talking about looking into big social media companies as being anti-competitive. Watch out. Then you today, you, you just, I don't know if you've opened a newspaper, but the FDA declares youth vaping an epidemic. They've announced new rules and investigations for e-cigarette manufacturers. That's pretty serious. So what's happening today? Tobacco stocks are rocking higher. Ain't that funny. We, we'll say there's an epidemic of vaping amongst teenagers, and they've got cool flavors like bubblicious and like, i want to i want to get bubblicious in my mouth with a little smoke um some people say it's better some people say it's worse i don't know i don't i'm not a scientist i know you're saying rob please go back to school and become a scientist we need you but tobacco stocks are doing well today ain't that funny it's like yeah our government's trying to do the right thing and philip morris British American Tobacco and uh, Altria all are moving higher on the news. Tobacco stocks are surging. <laughs> oh, I love it. My dad passed away from lung cancer. Well, lung cancer went to his brain and went to his thyroid and went everywhere. And uh, what a society. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say is what a society. Uh but thankfully, we have the government looking out for our teenage kids with vaping. Citigroup has boosted their guidance to, imp- to reflect the improved tax laws. There's a kind of a tax law change going on, right? And initially, you saw companies say, well, well we're going to bring back the ca- cash overseas, and, well, we're going to do this, and we're going to increase buybacks. You haven't heard a lot of companies say, you know, this is going to be better for us uh, to the exact amount of... I like Citibank. Um, if you want to own an international bank, they're a good name. If you want to own something a little more domestic that may not have the exposure to international currencies and risks, it's not for you. 
So just kind of work with that a little bit in your head. Speaking of changing the rules because of taxes, CFP Chad Burton and myself are going to be doing an event Thursday evening at the Elks Lodge in Palo, not in Palo Alto, Elks Lodge in Los Gatos. Not the Elks Lodge. Well, I'm totally messed up. The Toll House in Los Gatos. Toll House Hotel. You can sign up at 630 to 8, 36, 30 to 8, 30. You can sign up at Rob Black Show. Use code RADIO25 to get in for free. Um, but one of the things that we're going to talk about is how the different tax laws are going to look. I'm kind of I'm kind of interested to see how I'm going to do this year. Um, and probably the next month or two, I'm going to you know increase my giving <laughs> to the IRS. Uh, I'd rather err on the side of too much by a little bit than too little by a lot. Macy's going to hire 80,000 holiday workers on pace with last year as retailers see strong and successful season. Okay. You feel comfortable about buying Macy's? I don't. You know why? I've gone into a Macy's in the last three years, and the last time I was there, it was like a football field of clothes. You know, if, if you want to practice being a running back, go into a Macy's and run around the, the, trees, of, of, uh, the trees of clothes. Bob through the T-shirts. Dive over the dress shirts. Crawl under the business suits. But you know what? There's no one there. You're not going to see another soul. You're not going to see another human being. If you get lost in Macy's, you might die. So I can't invest in Macy's. But you know who has... Uh, you You have me intrigued today. I'll tell you who has me intrigued today. Um, Amazon. You know why? They're going to start selling Christmas trees. And delivering them. And I'm like, okay. I kind of got the Amazon Prime, and I kind of got like two days, and I kind of get the TV service they're doing. I'm trying to get, I kind of get the music. Um, but then I, I go, Christmas trees? I'm like, that doesn't sound like that bad of an idea. I know back on the East Coast, the day after Thanksgiving, mom and pa would cook up some apple cider. We'd get in the station wagon. That's right, we had a station wagon, and we'd go to the local tree farm, and we'd pick one, little Robbie would pick one, and Papa, Papa Black would chop it down, and we'd put it on top of the station wagon and drive it home and decorate it. Uh, or Amazon could just throw it in your front yard. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. That's right. Take a look at the calendars, ladies and gentlemen. Three months and 13 days till Christmas. So you can hear the countdown coming up. It's almost 100 days till Christmas, ladies and gentlemen. You excited? You know what that means to me, right? I get to play my Charlie Brown music. Uh, and you know how that warms my cockles? It warms me almost as much as the apple cider did. Now, now back to reality. Hurricane Florence is going to bring 40 inches of rain and 13 feet of flood water. 13 feet of flood water. I love it. They've got people on TV opening up uh, sandbags. <laughs> that ain't going to help. You're going to put up a six-inch sandbag when you have six feet of water, up to 13 feet of water barreling into your home? This is going to be expensive. Home Depot, Lowe's, Genovac. Uh, power will be gone for a long time in homes in South Carolina and North Carolina. Not as bad as Puerto Rico, but bad. So people are going to go out and get generators. Short-term Genovac might work. 
Ethereum has crashed to a 16-month low. I felt horrible last year because I really couldn't help you. And I felt bad about it that I, I can't analyze Bitcoin or any of the cryptocurrencies. And Ethereum now hitting a 16-month low. That's pretty impressive fall. Last seven days, down 30%. So a lot of the Bitcoin billionaires are now Bitcoin 100,000 errors. Unfortunately, they probably didn't sell at the top, right? Because that's, that's our nature not to. Speaking of our nature, I saw old man Buffett say something incredible. And I do like listening to old man Buffett. And uh, it stinks because I feel like he's going to die at some point. But he says, bubbles happen because we look at our neighbors and we want what they have or we want to do what they did. Can you not look at your neighbors when it comes to investing? Good question, right? People see neighbors dumber than they are getting rich, and that's how bubbles happen. It's kind of interesting. 800-516-1220. Snap is down another 10%. Price target from BTIG is $5. And the analyst says we're tired of Snapchat's excuses. Uh-oh. Someone has to go. I'm Rob Black. Big seminar coming up Thursday. 6.30 to 8.30 in Los Gatos Toll House Hotel. I'm going to talk about 2018-2019 investing. I'm going to go over some tax laws. going to go over income and retirement. You can sign up for the event at Rob Black Show. It's Rob Black Show. Use code RADIO25 to get it in for free if you've not been to an event before. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. This is The Interrupters, and it tells you that all things are circular and come back together because Ska's coming back. Listen to that voice of the singer. Female. I'm surprised by that. Sweet. I know. know. Let's bring on CFP Chad Burton, the Napoleon Dynamite of financial planning. How are you, Mr. Burton? Got a pocket full of tots. (laughs) A pocket full of tots. Great movie, isn't it? (laughs) Napoleon Dynamite reference. You know, he is a a very good-looking man, John Hader, and he's busy. So, also another little known fact, Mormon. He caught you a delicious bass. So he won't do uh, <laughs> nude scenes or anything like that. Just throwing out there. What's he busy doing now? What's, what's his latest gig? A lot of cartoon, lot, lot of cartoon voices. But uh, oh, I was watching okay. it the other that's night. Like, just like Mark Hamill. Okay, that's fair. The Joker from uh, Batman cartoons. Or you might also know him as Luke Skywalker. Anyhow, anyway, let's change the topic. Because uh, we are off base. Before we get into your content, I want to do a little bit of my content. Um, I talked yesterday about Cashing In on the American Dream, How to Retire at 35, a book that um, Mark Cuban has said is a pretty good read. And it helped him enormously learning how to save to get to retirement. Not necessarily learning how to invest to get to retirement, but it taught him the discipline of saving. And I, I talked a little bit about that in a guy named Michael emails me and he goes, what do you think about... And his favorite authors are the guy who did the Think and Grow Rich, The Millionaire Next Door, Tony Robbins. Um, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, his book list is awful. <laughs> like, the advice you get from books can differ like golden clay, right? 
Well, that's for sure. I mean, some of the cheesiest ones are the best ones. I love the millionaire next door. The, the millionaire mind is, uh, um, you know, it starts with the idea of pay yourself first. I was even talking about that at the six o'clock hour that did a whole deal on how most of Americans are underprepared for savings. And our only option may be forced savings programs. Because people just are not doing it on their own, Rob. Yeah, and there's some nations like New Zealand, and I don't want to talk too much about New Zealand, but they've got the Kiwi Saver Plan that automatically takes money from your paycheck and, and saves it for your retirement, which seems like a pretty good idea to me, but good luck trying to get Americans to see that, right? Right. It's a tough, tough road for sure. So big event coming up Thursday evening, not this Thursday, but the following Thursday, the 20th, 630 to 8.30, Toll House Hotel uh, in Los Gatos. Um, People can go to newfocusfinancial.com, newfocusfinancial.com, get your podcast that you did today where you talked about books and investing, uh, but also your financial planning podcast is there, but sign up at newfocusfinancial.com, use code radio 25 for free. One of the things I want to hit on, because it, it kind of is in the world of books where people ask, they're looking for shortcuts. They don't want to become mm-hmm. a CPA, uh, they don't want to become a CPA, they don't want to become a CFP, they don't want to be a CFA, but if they want to read a book. Um, it's almost too good to be true, so to speak. Let's learn all the shortcuts from the guy who walked down Wall Street, so to speak. Um, what do you think about pursuing the good, too good to be true angle? Is it out there? It's out there, and it continues to burn people constantly. Got I it. think you had a lot of people that never even invested in stocks suddenly investing in cryptocurrency come you know Thanksgiving of 2017, and those people have all been burned. Because they're constantly looking for ways to catch up. They get involved in the FOMO, fear of missing out. Um, they believe, you know, they're friends, and they all get in, and then they get burned. And saving and lifestyle and your expenses and delaying retirement are the best ways to improve your success rate. And Morningstar did that that article that I talked about, I posted it at New Focus Financial Group Facebook page if you want to take a look at it. Even adding alpha, which is that so-called, let's just keep it simple and call it outperformance of the, of the stock market, is less important than getting a systematic savings program in place. But people fall for these too-good-to-be-true schemes constantly, over and over again. Now, it used to drive me crazy because I did a, a show on a national talk radio network and some of the the shows were you know basically glorified infomercials on things like trading software do you remember the red light yellow light green light and that was their their pitch we're going to sell you trading software it's going to be four hundred dollars to try it four thousand dollars to buy it and when you wake up you'll see what stocks you can buy they'll be green and it'll tell you later on in the day when to sell when it's red i'm like that can't work and if it did work, I'd have an island, right? We'd, we'd all be the richest people in the world, trading software. Thoughts? Well, and that's what – it's it's the basic understanding of that. That's why when you see these um, – you know, Bob wrote a book on his tra- basic trading strategies. So on trading strategies, you have to have buyers and sellers. So if everybody's doing the same strategy, you have either a lack of buyer or sellers on some end of the strategy, right? So if, if something works and everybody's doing it, it no longer works by nature in terms of a trading strategy. Um, so if it did work, you shouldn't tell anybody about it, right? But if it's going to make you rich because you're selling it to other people and that's going to make you richer than actually using the strategy, well, isn't that a little bit of bias? I mean, people just need to think of it at that level. And yet they don't because you and I have done seminars before where we're taking you know a big long-term approach and 
right next door to us, you know, there's 400 people in a seminar about trading software or, you know, how to buy real estate for nothing and turn around and flip it for billions. We, our mm-hmm. nature is to look at other people. Our nature is to say, if this guy is wealthy and wears a nice suit, he must know what he's talking about. Right, or if he can afford an infomercial, he knows what he's talking about. Private REITs are another big one that's burned a lot of people out there because they were called bonds on steroids. Um, there was another firm, another brokerage firm that I was talking about yesterday that got huge fines because this, this nurse came to a so-called financial advisor, which is really just an insurance commission salesperson, and said, hey, look, I need to retire. I might need access to my funds right away because both my daughter and I have significant health issues. So this guy sold her 72% of her assets in annuities with five and 10-year surrender charges and the other 30% in a private real estate investment trust with no liquidity and 14% upfront fees. So they got fined big time. Um, and, but yet, you know, she she believed in the guarantees. She believed in what the person said. If he's so-called a financial advisor, he must be trustworthy, right? Well, she didn't ask enough questions. Well, let me give you a flip on that, too. Uh, my neighbor uh, asked me about what he should do, and I said, like, let me see what you got. And uh, he had some private REITs in there. And I said, how have they done for you? And he goes, they didn't do what they promised. I'm like, why are you still holding it? And we're talking about 15, 20 years. Um, right. Well, how, do you, how, do you, how do you rescue yourself? That's the problem. You have to read the perspectives, because on those things, until they go public, your only option for liquidity is begging for it. You know, you can try to go back to the private REIT and say, I need out because of these family circumstances or a death. Or a lot of times what will happen is you'll get letters from other companies that get lists of people who bought the things and say, well, you know, you're seeing 10 bucks a share on your statement. You can't get out of it. So we'll pay you seven and we'll buy those shares from you. That happens all the time. And then the things eventually, you know, once they get done accumulating other people's money, where the original investors are actually diluted every time there's a new investor, um, once they finally go public, it's actually truly valued. And most of the time, those private REITs are valued at much less than what they're showing you on paper. So talking about some other ideas that people, I'm not gonna, we're not going to call them scams, but we're going to say that people tend to get into and they, they, they're not what they expected, and they're expensive. Um, mm-hmm. Trustee investing. Trustee investing sounds like, hey, this is going to work. Um, and that's the problem with these salespeople is that you can skew the you know, information to exactly what people want to hear, and then they don't see the cost of the fees. What's trustee mm-hmm. investing about, and how should people avoid? Well, so let's say you're, you've got a property that has a lot of equity in it, but maybe your income is a little bit untraditional. Maybe it's a you know, high cash amount of business or volatile. You can't really show your income as much on paper, um, and you can't get a traditional loan. You can go borrow money. And then what that company that lends you the money does is they go to other investors and say, you you can be a part of this investment and you can if if they default on the loan you'll end up owning this property and it's fine because you know they only owe you know 40 to 60% on the value of the property and these things come very become very popular at the height of real estate markets and then when the corrections occur you don't own as much as you think and you spend if the loans are defaulted upon and these are high-risk loans. If they're defaulted upon, the amount of work and time and effort that you take to try to get your money back and actually become an owner of that property is quite significant. So this is not for people that 
um, you know, oh, I've got a half a million dollars. Maybe I'll do some trustee. It's, it's for wealthier people that like, uh, I don't need this money very much. I'll, I'm willing to take a lot of extra risk for it. Um, and that's really about it. I've seen a lot of those go bad, and typically they get pretty popular, like I said, at the top of a real estate you know, crest, and then the issues show up at the bottom. So definitely be careful with those items. We've only got about 45 seconds left. you want to plug the seminar real quick? Uh, yeah, I mean, we talk about good products and bad products that are out there. There are some good bond alternatives. We even go over annuities, 98% of which are bad, but when they can work, as bond alternatives, and then how to pay the least amount of taxes as possible, which is huge under this 2017 tax cut. Sounds good. At CFP, Chad Burton, he'll be there Thursday, September 20th, 6.30 to 8.30, Toll House Hotel in Los Gatos. There's a lot of information about the event at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com all there. You can get the podcast, but you can also sign up for the event and learn more about it. Use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. So I'm not cool enough to vape, which is a good thing. Jewel, J-U-U-L, has made vaping cool. It's become a $15 billion e-cigarette giant. Pretty much so, not I'm going to say overnight, but pretty quickly. And the FDA is going to crack down on teen use. And it's going to be interesting, to say the least. The crackdown by the FDA includes historic action against more than 1,300 retailers and five major manufacturers for their roles in perpetuating youth access. Um, We just had Chad on, and he's got a couple kids. Um, I don't want to talk too much about his kids, but I wanted to ask him, because his kids are older than mine, uh, how do you, what's this look like? (laughs) Is it, does it hit your life or not? And is it really an epidemic? Because... The word epidemic is, having studied a little bit about, like, Ebola and stuff, it's bad. So that's out there. Hurricane Florence reminds me of the wildfires in California. And also the earthquakes that potentially could hit California. And one of the biggest financial lessons I I can throw for you right now is spend a little bit of time today. And take a look at what you have. And then start thinking, how much is this going to cost to replace it? And start taking some pictures. Hurricane Florence, I mean, I'm not going to watch the news all weekend long. But if I did, I'm sure I'm going to see trailers floating down the roads. I'm sure I'm going to see surges of of water and mud uh, being... They're saying that this storm could get pretty deep into the cities of North Carolina, South Carolina, like 20 miles in, maybe 40 miles in. It's for some reason, the hurricane's just not moving quickly. So it's going to do a ton of damage. It is going to be number one as far as costliest hurricanes on record. The only thing that would make it worse if it hit like New York City or Miami. I'm not saying that North Carolina, South Carolina are in the sticks, but compared to New York City, Philadelphia, Washington, D.C., Miami, those would be much, much more expensive. The top five hurricanes, and just, for, just the top one was Hurricane Katrina back in 2005, $161 billion. That's a lot of money. Now, that's good and bad because it stimulates the economy. Roads have to be rebuilt. Homes have to be rebuilt. Power lines have to be rewired. And people don't do that stuff for free. So the problem is 
North Carolina, South Carolina may run into the same thing that the Bay Area has run into with the wildfires up north is that a lot of people all at once are going to be trying to file claims. So do yourself a favor. And the reason I bring this up, I was a little shocked yesterday to see that there was a wildfire in Marin County. Uh, It's getting a little closer to me now. And the first day it hits the peninsula, a wildfire, I'm going to be like, last year it hit Santa Cruz pretty hard, Santa Cruz Mountains. But as it gets closer, you get kind of more conscious of it, right? Um, So take photos. One of the easiest ways to document your house and your belongings is in their condition is take pictures of them. I've got a family member who's going through the process of filing claims, and the insurance companies initially, they come out and they, they, they write you a check and they say, paid in full, right? Never sign that. <laughs> oh, never sign that, because you're going to start thinking about things that you missed. Um, so the idea that you have proof of what you own before a storm, before a wildfire, is very, very helpful. Once you've taken pictures, back them up online because your house burns down and your camera or your phone burns down, not a good thing, right? Make sure you have a copy of your policy. If you have a real estate agent, or no, I'm sorry, an insurance agent, talk to them. Um, I use Geico for my home insurance, um, and I use Geico for a property that I have in Raleigh, North Carolina, for the rental. And I contacted them yesterday just to say, you know, hey, you know, what do we need to do? Because maybe a window will get broken. Maybe a roof will be taken off. And one of the very first things that they're going to tell you is homeowners policies generally exclude damage caused by flooding, which means separate coverage is needed. Most homeowners insurance comes with a hurricane deductible, but it typically ranges between 1% and 5% depending on the specifics of your insurance contract. So people in the Carolinas could get hit pretty hard. Now, there's pluses and minuses. My family member who had his house burned down, it was a 50-year-old house, and it's being rebuilt with, you know, brand new. So it was 50 years of Litchfield issues and uh, 50 years of, of problems. So if you have if your home's insured for 200000 and you have a 2% hurricane deductible, you pay $4,000 even if the damage is only, say, 10000 And that's going to be a financial hardship. Maybe it is. Um, but what stinks even worse about it is your home is probably one of the biggest investments you have, right? You've put a lot of money into it. Uh, when it comes to furnishing it, when it comes to loving it, when it comes to painting it, you've put a lot of money into it. So prepare yourself and have the right mindset if you can um, so that you don't hit that hurricane hardship, so to speak. And just be ready for it. Um you know, 39% of Americans have an emergency plan and have gone over it with members of their household. That means 61% haven't. The average homeowner's insurance claim is about $9,700. You should create a home inventory. You should collect documents that you have a grab-and-go folder. Uh, my family member whose house burned down in Santa Rosa last year, they didn't have a grab-and-go. So all their Social Security cards, all their identification, gone. Insurance records are great to have. Medical details, pet documents. A fireproof safe is a great idea, but sometimes they burn up too. <laughs> so be prepared. Big seminar coming up Thursday, September 20th, 6.30 in Los Gatos Toiles Hotel. Ensuring what you have is just as important as investing, just as important as saving. You can sign up for the big event 
Thursday, 6.30, 8.30 at the Toll House Hotel at Rob Black's show. Use the code RADIO25 to get in for free if you haven't been before.